Hi, and welcome to Daring to Leap. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. Whitney Alexandra is here. Get ready to learn how to dethrone that pesky inner critic and build your inner champion. Fostering a mindset for success and fulfillment beyond what you think is possible. Make sure to stick around to the end to learn about Fabulous Fridays, an essential tool Whitney uses to help herself and her clients reach their full potential. Let's dive in. Whitney Alexandra is a performance coach for top women entrepreneurs who want to create limitless wealth and a fabulous life beyond their wildest desires. She guides entrepreneurs out of overwhelm and into their first taste of real freedom, joyful growth, and their first six-figure month. Whitney's spent the past 20-plus years helping powerful business owners unlock their peak potential. Welcome to the show, Whitney. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a few weeks since we last chatted, but we had such a great pre-conversation. I'm so looking forward to see what unfolds here. But I really want to get started with you is to hear a bit about your career journey. What were you doing before you were working with female entrepreneurs? And why did you decide to shift? Yeah, yeah. Great, great questions. So I spent about the first 10 years of my career working in, in the corporate world, right? And it's so often that we think that's the like safe place to be. And I was building my career. I was working with a lot of executives there, helping them grow their businesses. And there came a day where the company that I worked at was sold. It was chopped up for parts and sold, mm -hmm. wouldn't exist anymore. And so it was in that moment, obviously, I took a little bit of time to grieve the loss of, of that and the kind of roadmap that I thought I would have for my future. Mm -hmm. And then I started my own business working with entrepreneurs. And I really just at the time thought, I want to be the one that writes my own story. I want to be the one responsible for my results. I don't want to be in a place where someone decides what happens to me. And so it really was that moment of like taking control back and and creating a life that I wanted to live. Yeah. When we reflect on those moments, it's so interesting because it was somebody else's decision that you didn't have that job anymore. But then it was up to you to decide, okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to go find another corporate job? And it sounds like you decided to do your own thing. At that point, I can imagine there were some fears, some doubts, some I've never done this before mm -hmm. kind of feelings. How did you navigate that for yourself? It's It was a totally different time back then. That was like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we weren't Zooming and we didn't <laughs> see all of the online entrepreneurs that we see today. So at that time, it was I was trying to build a network of local entrepreneurs that I could really lean on for support and mm -hmm. learn from there was also like you said there was also hesitation of like do I really have this <laughs> right it can yeah. I make this happen and so it did take a lot of confidence and courage and some really good strategy to make sure that I I felt good with my next step because I mean, leading up to that, it's easy to look back and see 
that I was burnt out and I was working too much and Mm -hmm. I wasn't using all of the unique gifts that I have. And so it was really upon reflection that I was like, this is the only path forward, though it has to work. And so let's make this like the most joyful path forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it is so interesting because I think what I want listeners to hear is that the doubts and the fears and the I don't know if this is going to work out is so human and it happens to everybody. I have not talked to a single person that was like, yep, I it. I just knew I could do it and I did it. And there was not one doubt, not one fear, not one day that I woke up where something didn't go my way and I started to question a little bit. But when we accomplish something and then look back, that's when we can see our growth and I made the right decision. Um, But it does Mm -hmm. take time to to get to where we want to go. And that's part of the process. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. So I want to shift gears here with you, Whitney, and the topic that we're going to discuss today is is about building our inner champion. And I really, really love this concept, and I think it's so important. There's so much in our own control, in our mindset, and how we show up and how we speak to ourselves that makes such a big difference in what we do in the world and how successful we are, and mm-hmm. really expanding what is possible for us as we continue to build that inner champion. Can you talk to me about why why it's so important from your perspective? I think we will always be in this place where we've got the inner critic and this healthy tension of an inner champion. You've always got that inner critic that is eating away, has a message, has some fake news to share with you, has... (laughs) That's what I say. It's fake news. Uh, And so we're constantly hearing these things. Who are you to do this or think this? Or will people really buy that? Or are you that smart? And Mm -hmm. we're so mean to ourselves. And it's just a constant sort of message that we receive are those inner critical thoughts. And so where I really spend a lot of time working with people is to create that inner champion so that when an inner critic, inner critical thought comes up that we have enough strength to like fire back and that you can say, oh no, that's not true. And here's the proof that I have to back it up. Right. Mm. And so building, it's like anything, what you practice, you become stronger with, and it becomes sort of a second nature to where that inner champion starts to take over. And we hear less from the inner critic or we hear about a new topic from the inner critic. It's like, okay, she she's not going to listen to me about this topic. Let's try something else. <laughs> it's so true. And I always think about this idea and think, wow, what if we were on our own support team? Like mm-hmm. what a difference would that make? And it it makes so much sense. Why wouldn't we want it? It wouldn't just make things so much easier. But there are challenges in that because in my understanding of the programming in our brain, some of these thoughts that our inner critic has been sending us have been there for years and years and years and years. 
So it's not overnight that you can just decide, go away. This is what I want to think about now and move forward. So what is what are some of the things you advise your clients on on how they can start to make this shift in building their inner champion and get it to stick? Yeah. I mean, you're so right. If you consider 95% of the thoughts and experiences and beliefs that you have are a result of whatever is in your subconscious mind right now, that you're just, it's like we run on autopilot. And so those changes don't just happen overnight, but they can happen with some real focused effort and attention. And so one of the things that I love just as people are starting this journey, you can simply just notice the thought, right? What is coming up? What is that thought? And so noticing it and having it be something in your awareness is the first powerful step because there are so many people that go through and they're hearing awful things, but they're not really noticing it or giving that awareness to, hmm, I seem to be having a lot of thoughts that are like this or about this. So I always think, the first step is always noticing the thoughts. And the second part of that is, is questioning whether or not it's true, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. that true mm-hmm. or not true? And that can be a, a really powerful second part of getting to the root of where this comes from and what we do with it next. Yes, I completely agree that is it true is so powerful because when we're in the moment and we're caught up in our emotions, we're not thinking about facts. We're not thinking about, is that true? It just pops into our head and then we react. And most of the time it isn't true. And sometimes it's like, well, it kind of is true, but how would I want to speak to myself, even if maybe in the past I've done that before? How am Mm -hmm. I going to act in the future? And and kind of having this conversation about where you want to go in the future, because everybody has the opportunity to let go of the narrative of their past Mm -hmm. and step forward and create a brand new script for the future. Absolutely. That's the most powerful thing that we can do is really lock into what is my vision for the future? What does that look like? How do I show up as that person? What kind of habits or actions or behaviors did they take? And it's it's starting to model some of those actions and behaviors. It's starting to tell ourselves better, better thoughts, right? If you think about the the inner critic telling you a bunch of fake, fake things, right? What is a better lie that we can tell ourselves? I would rather tell myself that I make a million dollars every month or every year than, wow, you're broke, right? (laughs) Or, or, wow, you, you are awful with money. And because neither one is true, but which one would you rather believe, Mm -hmm. right? And so I often think like coming up with something better is is an excellent way to start replacing and sort of building up this inner champion. And it doesn't need to be as as big of a swing as what I've just described there. It could simply be, I'm fantastic at managing money. I am great at 
I'm a great friend. I'm a great partner. Mm-hmm. It could be little things like that that help sort of shift shift your inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I want to reemphasize how important this is, even if you're not going to start a business, even if you're not going for a stretch assignment. I saw this post on Instagram and everybody knows Mel Robbins. She's amazing. She has a number one podcast and she had posted the number one thing for people to be happy. And she posted a few things that it wasn't. And so think people think about gratitude. It wasn't gratitude, wasn't the number. It's very important, but it wasn't number one. It's not community or support, although it is important. It isn't the number one. The number one thing to happiness is how you talk to yourself. That, that inner dialogue, are you your friend? Are you your foe? And because yeah. it does shape your entire experience on this planet, you're with yourself more than you're with anybody else. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love you, you sharing that. And it's so true. There is not always going to be a cheering section in your arena, right? There's not always going to be a group of people that want you to succeed and are verbally like sharing it all the time. And that's why I think you need to learn to cheer for yourself. You need to learn to celebrate yourself. We celebrate everything. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious, Whitney, how this shows up for your client and what a difference it might make for them. Because what's interesting is in my research and looking at things like imposter syndrome or the self-doubts or the Even the most successful and capable women and people question themselves, have an inner critic. And, but in your experience, once people start to shift this for themselves, what kind of benefits do they see in reaching their goals? Like the sky is the limit. (laughs) The sky is truly the limit because I feel like once you learn to tell yourself a better story, once you learn some of these tips and tools and things, you bring them to every area of your life, right? And so it's almost like, I call it a success muscle. It's like we've got success in one area and we're working that muscle and it makes it easier to build that muscle in other areas of your life too. And so what I often see is someone will come, typically I'm working with someone who has, has plateaued in their business or professionally just not excited about what they're doing anymore. And so there are a ton of negative beliefs that they mm. will hold that are holding them back. Like here, here's one that I think is applicable for entrepreneurs or someone working in another environment is like, I'm going to have to work more in order to get more. Mm-hmm. So whether it's working more to get a promotion, working more for that stretch assignment, working more to make more money in my business. And that's not always the case. And so, but it's this belief that they have like, okay, I'm already tired or I'm already working hard. I don't have two times as much to give to be able to do that next job or be able to grow my business to that next level. And so I think a lot of it is around these beliefs that hold us back from what we say we really want. 
And mm-hmm. that's just that imposter. It's the inner critic. It's all of them. They're all bad news. <laughs> and it's all fake of news. Them. <laughs> it's all fake news. And they're just trying to hold you back from that next level of success. And typically what I find when we start working together, it becomes pretty obvious what those blocks are that are holding you back. And then it becomes really easy to say, let's simplify things. And what could we remove that is going to help you get to the next level with more ease and joy and really having more time for yourself as well? Mm -hmm. So it's powerful stuff. Yeah, I I completely agree. And that one you just mentioned is such a common belief that people hold that it's it's ingrained in our society that it every it's you work hard, play hard, or it, that it always takes more effort in this push mentality where people get burnt out in that phase. And it it's almost the opposite. It's like if you're that stressed out, your performance is not going to be better and or good enough to get to that level that you want to get to. We forget to create space for ourselves to just be and rest and think strategically and take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Yeah. It's so important. You're you're so right about the rest and I find this all day every day working with high performers. Doesn't matter what they do right? They are wired to perform. They are wired to win. They are wired to just like go and go and do and do. And the rest component is so important, right? Knowing that you've got self-care that's baked in there and it's not, doesn't need to be a spa day, even though I personally love a spa day, (laughs) but it can also be having the time to journal or having the time to get a workout in or focus more on cooking a beautiful meal with your family. That's also Mm self-care. And so I think it really comes back to feeling like you've got this nice balanced life that's not totally focused on one area, but also giving you the rest and sort of the fulfillment that you need to continue to to drive forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it made me think of, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, is this idea that Sometimes, especially high performers, especially type A type individuals or people that are really interested in reaching that next goal, we lose sight of enjoying the journey and enjoying the process. And we're just reaching, reaching, reaching. Like once I get to this level of income, Mm -hmm. I'll be happy. I can rest. Once I get this promotion, I can be happy and I'll I'll then go do the self-care and everything. What in your experience and what you've seen in your clients has made that come through as like, okay, that's not going to work? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so bang on with that. That is what happens. It's like, once this milestone happens, then I will insert, right? Insert whatever it is. I will take better care of myself. <laughs> I'll lose weight. I'll be able to focus on building my business. And that time like never comes, right? That That is the reality. It doesn't come unless we work to make it a part of the reality. And yeah, it's, it is so true when you are wired that way, especially the type A perfection, perfectionism and all of that stuff. It just, 
keeps you going. And that is the opposite of what we need to do when we actually just need to create more space for you to recover, recharge, get clarity. Like I think about so many creative people who don't have the mental time to Mm -hmm. actually create and what a shame it is, right? Like we know that those creative ideas come from having space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think the more time we can spend working less and really focusing on being back to ourselves and being kinder to ourselves, you will see the benefit in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's sage advice, Whitney, because what everything you said is so true, but it's the opposite of maybe what our instincts are. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in this society, this digital economy, this information economy, where you have information coming at you left and right, and you're in meetings, and then you're checking emails, and then you're, you're doing this, and you're doing that. You're listening to podcasts. You're listening. I'm going to wave at you right now for listening to this one. (laughs) But one of the things I had noticed for myself is if I'm always consuming information, I'm always consuming information. I'm always being told, here's the five things you need to do. I'm always in meetings. I'm always reading emails. I'm always writing down actions and doing my work. When will I have time to create, hear my own thoughts? To listen when my body's telling me it's time for a break. So I think you're right. It just, and we probably just need to be more intentional about it. Otherwise, we'll just let the day get away from us. And so whether or not that's scheduling just a few minutes a day to check in with yourself, a few minutes a day of like, what could I do for me today? Or create some that empty space and it's going to be uncomfortable because I think as we get trained to always want to click and I have a free moment so let me check Instagram in my free moment (laughs) we're we're just programming ourselves to do 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 or any other techniques or tips you have on helping people create a little bit more space in their day yeah it's I so many tips so many tips Lori so When I think about there's this, there is a technical phrase called context switching. Mm -hmm. And so what it means is that you might be working on one thing, then you get an email, then you go back to a project, then you're over on social. Oh, no, I'm late. I actually, I'm kind of hungry. Let's have lunch. And so all of that context switching eats away at your performance, Mm -hmm. even the way at your level of focus, it eats away at your productivity. And so for most people, sometimes we get to the end of the day and we think, gee, what have I done today? It's like I had one Mm -hmm. thing I really wanted to do and I didn't get it done. And the same thing happens and the same thing happens. And so I'm a big um, believer in, in sort of categorizing your days, having other ways to shape your time. So for example, if you were someone who needed to work on one project, can you block half of the day to just power through and work on it where you have no other interruptions, no other people after you? So those are like a few of the things. Also, if you're 
if you are self-employed and maybe you're meeting with clients, what you could say is, let me have like a client day. So Tuesdays are a day when you have group calls and client calls. And so you're not having to switch back and forth between, okay, project, social, client, this, that, because that can also be mentally really exhausting. So there's so many different ways that we can organize time, organize your focus so that you actually get more done. And it's in a way that feels good and works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It, it does make so much sense. And I remember at one time being so proud of the, being the per type of person that could do like five things at once and have like doing this while I'm doing that, while I have like 10 screens open on my computer. And then I learned about what you just mentioned about how actually you might think you're being more in that time, but in fact, you're, you're not. It's, it's just like a false belief. And whatever you're doing, because you're switching back and forth, you're probably just not as efficient and two, as focused. So there might be more mistakes and that kind of thing. I appreciate you bringing that into this conversation. We've talked about building your inner champion. We've talked about creating more space in your day for yourself and to hold back on go, 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 go mentality all the time. And we talked about creating more focused time on your schedule. What other things when you're working with your clients have been really beneficial to them over, over the years that you've been doing your work that you've seen? You know what? This has uh, helped so many people. I think giving them permission to dream so big, mm. to set a really big goal, right? I think we've been so wired to set these realistic and attainable goals. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, except we are capable of doing so much more and we don't always give ourselves credit for it. And I think part of it comes back to the science of we want to get like a gold star, right? We want to check. Yep. I achieved that goal. And with a lot of my clients, I prefer that we shoot for like a crazy goal, set a wild goal. And if we only get halfway, no one's upset because we've already 2x or 3x whatever the goal was that they originally had, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think we don't spend enough time really dreaming big enough. And when we do that, it actually opens up this new path of creative solutions. Mm -hmm. And we are just so much, we are capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And we can do it usually so much faster than we believe is possible, right? And so learning to take action in a different way and learning to be creative when it comes to our own lives is such a powerful tool that I lean on all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one, Whitney. And what's cool about being a really big, ambitious goal is because it's so big, you mentioned your solutions around how to get there are different than mm -hmm. if you would have created a goal about an eighth of the size that you would do to get there is 
step, one step, two step, three. And then all of a sudden, if you have this huge goal, you're like, well, these steps aren't even going to come close. So I need to think of something yeah. outside of the box, something yeah. I haven't even thought of yes. to get there. And that's where you're expanding possibilities for yourself, which is so cool. For sure. And the impact is there because like I, often what I say is we have to figure out what the goal is. And then we have to figure out like a really practical way to make it happen. And if your mind can see that like it's possible, then you can do it, right? And I think that's what happens is, is you think off the bat, oh, there's no way that my business could grow to a million dollars without hiring more people, or there's mm -hmm. no way that I could be considered for this promotion. And Often you're wrong <laughs> and there is a really clear path forward, but you have to think different and take action in a different way. Mm -hmm. It just really opens it up and it does help if you've, if you believe that you can do it going back to our inner champion, because instantly I'm sure if you're having these conversations with your clients and they're like, here's my goal this big. And you're like, that's great. What about this one? Right. And the first yeah. thing they start to think about is no way. I've never been able to do that before. So I can't now, yeah. you know, list after list after list. So after you talk them off the ledge, yeah, they get past that block and start to open up to see you yeah. can do that because there is a shift before you can just jump into creative ideas. Oh, totally. And the number is overwhelming. And I think lots of times, especially as entrepreneurs, we tie ourselves to the results of our business. So when I think like, oh, now I'm going to be a million dollar business owner, that feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It's like the identity also has to shift to support showing up as a million dollar business owner too. And so there's a lot of changes that actually happen. But to answer your question, sometimes with clients, if I think they're going to have an allergic reaction to, to the number, <laughs> I don't I don't show it to them. We just have a have a dialogue like this and I'll say, let's just throw out some like creative ideas. If we wanted to make another hundred thousand or if we wanted to double your business, what would be the easiest way for that to happen? Right. And then we start to we sort of do like a bit of creative brainstorming. And then next thing you know, their business has jumped from 400,000 to 2 million. And they're like, but that seems really easy. I'm like, that's the point, right? The point is for it to feel exciting, for it to feel easy, for it to feel like something you want to run towards and not something that you have to do. Mm. I think so many people are thinking, okay, this is what I have to do to be successful. And I think there is a different roadmap for every person, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. there is a different roadmap. And a lot of us get caught up in trying to replicate the roadmap of somebody else. And when that somebody else leveraged their own talents and skills and network to get there, it's probably not going to work for you if you don't also have the same talent, skills and network mm -hmm. to, to replicate it. So I always advise everybody to lean into their own strengths and what they love to do and what they actually gravitate towards because 
they'll be able to keep it up. That consistency is so important. You, you're, you're nodding your head. I'd love to hear your thoughts on consistency. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just to talk about joy for a minute, mm-hmm. I feel like following the joy, you will never go wrong, right? You will, your business might morph into a new area or something like that, but you cannot go wrong if you show up and do things that you love and you do them with joy, no matter, mm-hmm. no matter the business or 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 career that you have. Yeah, I'm such a proponent for showing up with joy, living a life that you is filled with things that you desire. And the consistency becomes easy mm-hmm. when you enjoy what you're doing. Yes. Right? The consistency becomes easy when and here's the thing, consistency is hard. Mm-hmm. People think like oh, actually I'll get more done if I just do a 90-day sprint mm-hmm. on something. No, actually you'll get farther if you have smaller goals, but it's something you do consistently. That habit is is what's actually going to make the difference and make you more successful. It doesn't matter if it's a wellness goal, if it's a business goal, if it's a personal career goal, showing up and doing something consistent, doing the right things consistently are Mm -hmm. going to help you immensely. Yeah, definitely. Before we wrap up, I'd love to hear about Fabulous Fridays because I know we were going to talk about that and it hasn't weaved into the conversation. Will you share with our listeners about Fabulous Fridays? Yeah, and I think it's such a great bow to put on all of the great things that we have already talked about. Because Fabulous Fridays are a day that I encourage all of my clients and I'm going to encourage all of your listeners to, to live as their future self. So I call them Fabulous Fridays and it's a day when you show up, you do things that are in service to future Lori, future Whitney, future whoever. And so I'm showing up on those days, working on things that are a strategic priority. I'm showing up doing self-care for myself. I'm showing up maybe making some new connections. And so it's really like an awesome day for you to be very intentional about the next level that you're working towards. And for me, what I found working with so many amazing leaders is that we get so stuck in the day-to-day working towards our goals right now that we forget about planning for the future version. Mm -hmm. And so what can we do to fill that cup? What can we do to really support her growth or to do something for your future self? So, yeah. Love it. I, I love the intentionality behind it. I love the space by creating it on Fridays. And I've always loved Friday. It's my favorite day. I, I have an extra spring in my step on Fridays. <laughs> and, and just taking that time for you in whatever way that makes sense. This quote that I saw on Instagram, I have no idea who, who wrote it, but it was, if we're going to rise, we might as well shine. And, and I just, think we can embody that every day but if we can't embody it every day we can embody it on Fridays yeah and work on that extra bit of glow for yourself on Fridays I love it and 
I think if you're someone that is new to this concept of Fabulous Fridays, it doesn't mean that you need to take the entire day and go to the spa for the day, even though, like we said, I'm, I'm going to cheer you on with that. Yeah. But it can also be that you pick like for I go for lunch with a great girlfriend and that's in service to my future self or I'm journaling in the morning if I if I need to be at a nine to five type of job. It can start small and then it can be something that you continue to grow. And what just came to mind for me as we wrap this up and thinking about Fabulous Fridays is if you don't really know who your future self is or who you want your future self to be, that is a great first step for your Fabulous Friday. Spend just 15 minutes and start thinking about who you want your future self to be. What kinds of things would she be doing? What kind of joy does she have in her life? What kind of career does she have? How does she show up? And start to write these things down and then you'll know who you're working towards as you continue to work on yourself on Fridays. Absolutely. Great tips. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure, Whitney. I'd love for you to share with our audience about where they can reach you, connect with you, find more about your work. Thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love hanging out on Instagram. So you can find me there. I'm Whitney Alexandra. And then online, it's WhitneyAlexandra.co. Well, that makes it easy. To find yeah. you. <laughs> Very <Great>. easy. <laughs> thank, thank you again. I just really love this conversation. And I know listeners were gonna are gonna get so much out of it. So I p- really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Make sure to tune in next week personal stylist Nicole Russo will be here to discuss how you can build confidence by dressing for success. I hope you have an amazing week. It's your time to shine. Bye.